0: Hello, everyone. This is Bruce Thompson, another podcast. Mm-hmm. Today we're looking into teachers. What teacher are you listening to? Now let's look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 31 to start our text. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness, meekness, longsuffering, or bearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as ye are called into one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now he that ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the perfecting of the, the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, shall we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto the perfect man, unto the measure of the stature and fullness of of Christ. Who is your teacher? Who are you listening to? Are you listening to your pastor? Are you listening to a TV evangelist? Who is your teacher? Are you listening to the news? Are you listening to a friend? Are you listening to a co-worker at work? Are you listening to someone who has your best interest at heart? Are you listening to a Christian? Are you listening to someone who you know, reads, and understands the Bible? Is that who you're listening to? Is that your teacher? Because there is so many of us, so many times, that we are not listening to a teacher who understands and reads the Bible. We listen to people who are absolute sinners, who don't believe in God, who reject God, But yet we will believe what they say about us and the life that we should be living as Christians. We will believe what they tell us as far as what is required of a Christian, how we should live, how we should act. Oh, if you're a Christian, you have to love everybody. Oh, if you're a Christian, you have to do this and this. Oh, if you're a Christian, you wouldn't be saying stuff like that. Oh, if you're a Christian, have you ever heard that? While they're not really a Christian, they're a hypocrite, because they do thus and so. Are you listening to those people? Is that who is your teacher? Is that edifying? Is that building up the body? Let me read it to you again. First Corinthians 12, or I'm sorry, Ephesians 4 and 11. <clears throat> And he gave some apostles, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. What was the purpose of the pastors, the teachers, the apostles, the evangelists, the prophets? The purpose of it was for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is the reason for the teachers. This is what the teachers are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be edifying the body of Christ, building up your faith. When somebody is telling you, and most of the time it's somebody in the world that is not a Christian, how you should be acting, how you should be living, what what are the do's and don'ts of Christianity. Paul didn't say anything about here of, of a teacher telling you the do's and the don'ts. He said it was for the edifying of the body of Christ. But yet we, as Christians, will listen to the news media when they take a scripture and quote it totally out of context. We'll listen to that and it'll get into our spirit. This is the things we have to guard against. There is nothing more precious that you have than the guarding against of false teachers, false preachers, and false evangelists. We have A reason for a teacher. The reason for a teacher is the edifying of the body of Christ. Do our teachers tell us things that we should and shouldn't do? Absolutely. But we're not to listen to people of the world, we're not to listen to those who are not Bible believing, Holy Ghost filled Christians. And even some of the Holy Ghost-filled Christians, we have to be weary of, because not everybody is telling you what thus saith the Word of God. Some are telling you what thus saith Jim and Joe, and that is not the Word of God. We have to guard against, we have to watch, we have to pray, we have to fast. That's why it's so important. If you aren't praying, you aren't staying. If you ain't fasting, you ain't lasting. This is very, very true. This is a saying that needs to be written upon the walls and written upon our hearts. Because it it is extremely true. We have to pray and we have to fast. We have to discern. Do you know what they did in the book of Acts when Paul and Barnabas were separated? Let me read it to you. Acts 13 and 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas, and Saul, for the work whereinto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. 1 Corinthians 12 and 27. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. We have teachers. Now what he's talking about here as far as the prophets, the teachers, and speaking in tongues? He's not talking about the infilling of the Holy Ghost and speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God give up, gives utterance. All of us, all of us is required. All of us, it's required. All of us, it's required. I can't say this enough. It is required that we receive the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. That is the evidence. That is the proof of the new birth. Prior to that, you weren't born. You were still in the womb. You have to be born again to get into the kingdom of God. That This is sound teaching. This is truth. And for someone to tell you that this is not true, that there isn't a requirement to speak in tongues, this is false teaching. There is false teachers among us, who are bringing in damnable heresies. That's what the Bible says. Let me read that to you. First Timothy 1 and 3. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went to Macedonia, that thou mightest charge them that they teach no other doctrine, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some have swerved, having turned aside unto vain janglings, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. Warning against false teachers. That's what this right here is talking about in Timothy 1 and 3. He's talking about warning against false teachers that will come in with vain janglings. Desiring to be teachers of the law. Desiring to teach the Old Testament covenants and keeping those. We're not under that time period anymore, people. We are under grace. Jesus Christ came and offered himself the ultimate sacrifice. You can kill cows, you can kill whatever you want to, and you can sprinkle blood until doomsday. It doesn't do any good because a sacrifice is only a sacrifice if it's acceptable unto God. He isn't accepting anything else after Jesus Christ went to the cross. He was the ultimate sacrifice. We have to accept him as that sacrifice. We have to sprinkle his blood in our life by accepting him and accepting what he did and believing that he was born of a virgin, believing that he came, that he was the only begotten Son of God, that he was God in the flesh. He was the Father. He was the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. There isn't a bunch of these gods up there, people. There is one God, one Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of us all. One. As the old song says, one, 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 one way to God. One, one, one. Only one God. What is sound doctrine? Well, good thing you ask. Titus 2 and 1. But speak thou the things which are, which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound, in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they behave... <clears throat> the aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. Not given to much wine. We were never told in the New Testament, any place, any time, to take the vow of a Nazarite, which is and our women wasn't either, which is you can't cut your hair. You can't drink any alcohol. And there was many, many other things that was involved in it. So is it a sin to drink alcohol? Is it a sin to drink have, have a glass of wine? Is that an unforgivable sin that Christians have to endure? Some will teach you that that, that it is. The Bible doesn't teach you that. Jesus turned water into wine. Jesus drank wine. My father never drank any alcohol, never drank any wine. He used to make beer when he was young before he got into church. But once he got into church, he never drank anymore. And he didn't because he said that, that Jesus said he would drink no longer wine until he drank it anew in the Father's kingdom. If this is your belief, then stay with it. But don't condemn those who partake in a reasonable manner. We are all too quick to judge our brothers and our sisters. And they are not your servants. They are God's servants. If you can find a scripture in the Bible where it says, Thou shalt not consume wine, then by all means, tell people. But until you find a place where it's plain, you can't be telling everybody that it's a sin. Sin can be boiled down into one thing. In its simplest form, sin is disobedient to the Word of God. That is what sin is. In any form that you want to put it, when we believe and don't adhere to the word of God, that is sin. When We don't keep the Ten Commandments, that is sin. When we don't follow the teachings of the apostles, that is sin. When we don't follow the teachings that were set forth by the early church, that is sin. When we say we don't have to speak in tongues to be saved, that is sin. When we say we don't have to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, that we can be buried in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost in titles, it's not right, so that is sin. Any sin, all sin, is simply not believing and not adhering to what the Bible says. I'm stopping this podcast here. There will be a. This is a two-parter. I'm limited on the amount of time that I can use. Anything over 20 minutes, and they, they won't let me upload it. So, until we meet again, this is Bruce Thompson. Thank you.